Wow. I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. Hello to all of our friends out there, and welcome to the Canning Run Podcast. As always, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Tom. And we have two friends today. Hey, I'm Jesse. Jeremy. And they are both uh, employees at Cold Harbor Brewing. Very true. Each week, we tackle a topic and ask ourselves this essential question. When did things go wrong for beer? Or did things go wrong for beer? This week, we're taking a break for that to just do a good old-fashioned share with our friends here from Cold Harbor. Um, So... Super good to see you boys. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here with us to do this. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having for us. Joining, guys. Yeah. And uh, just to the listener, if you guys hear anything in the episode that you want to contest, send us an email at canningrunpod at canningrunpodgmail.com. Yeah, send, send us your death threats, threats please, and we'll send them right to the, the, the authorities. Uh, also, guys, please follow us on social media. We do have an Instagram account. It's uh, canningrunpod. At gmail.com. Boys. Well, that's the we're here. Social media is a great thing. <laughs> I feel like we can debate that. Yeah, definitely Another could. mate debate. <laughs> no more mate debates for today, boys. <laughs> well, we're drinking a beer already. Oh, it's, uh, boy. First beer. It's from Bissell Brothers, and it was brought by Jesse. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Jesse, you're the man. <laughs> this is the uh, new old stock from uh, Bissell Brothers Brewing. It is a Baltic Porter. Not, it's delicious. It smells good. One of my favorite styles. I love Baltic Porters. Can you explain a Baltic Porter? <laughs> <laughs> He's just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, on the nose. It's... Uh, I'm getting a little bit of oak leaf and uh <laughs> You sure that's not environmental? <laughs> I think this is like the third time in a row now that uh or at least the three of us Ooh. together have had a porter right after I said we haven't had enough porters yeah. in like years because I don't know, they just weren't as popular. But they're great. I agree. I kudos to Bissell for putting this out. And Jesse, did you say this is a, a like a one one off? Yeah. Um and, and uh, I don't, don't really, know for sure. Yeah, I just they posted about it on Instagram, and I was in the area. And how, one how far do you have to drive from here? To it's like two hours, two, hours. two and a half that's hours. Not, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, hey, when you count like your uh, time in line at Treehouse, it's probably more efficient to drive Seriously. up to Portland. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> for real. So. Yeah, that's that is true. definitely the case. Yeah, and uh, you can get a Baltic Porter, which I don't know if you could get anything like that that tastes like this, in my opinion, at Treehouse. So yeah. delicious it's bitter but it's also sweet yeah it It ends on a bitter note oh i was actually gonna say the actually i I do have a bitter taste in my mouth but it's kind of like it it kind of peaks in the middle as a sweetness it's like bitter to start uh you know then you have a sweetness kind of comes in but as it it fades for me it's bitter which which i always like i prefer the it's like bitter bookends yeah it is i agree i don't know if that's accurate you know i don't know Thoughts from the from the actual people that I don't make actually beer? I don't like uh, drink porters that often so unless it's like at like a Christmas party or like a random like mix pack that's in my parents' fridge from like years ago. <laughs> yeah, 
you know so yeah i think that's fair and i think like a baltic porter specifically is something you don't necessarily always come across it's a, it's a very it's under brewed like not not every brewery is making a porter like have you you guys have made a porter right but oh yeah not we, in a while though. not in a, not in a little bit no what was that what, i forget what it was called uh the the last one we made was uh the no-name porter. <laughs> Why are you we smiling? literally couldn't come up with a name. We were all disagreeing. So not not only is it an under-brewed style, it's underappreciated and basically <laughs> and, ignored. And in this case, <laughs> under-named. under-named. <laughs> 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 we're all giving porters the respect. They yeah, you guys need right. to fucking grow up and just like you know recognize these beers need names too. You know. Wait, did you actually call it the no-name porter? Yeah, yeah I did. Wow. I hope you guys just make like I don't know like a, a pilsner and just you, you again get, get to the point where you can't make a decision so you're just like <laughs> bullshit porter bullshit porter pilsner bullshit no name porter pilsner just keep the name going eventually it's just like 20 different beers and like the name is just like <laughs> porter pilsner <laughs> Kolsch <laughs> stout oh man there's no porter in this beer <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling there's a lack of porter in this pilsner. <laughs> this is great. I love it. The nose, I, when I like smell it, I get like a little bit of like molasses or something. Yeah, I was gonna say caramel. Sure. Yeah, and then the flavor is completely different. I get, you know, a nice like it's clean, but it's got that. It's like I got a tame roast character, and then I get like a nice like rich chocolate like dark chocolate character out of it and i'm i'm a whore for coffee porters stouts but i i appreciate stuff like this when there's no coffee involved it's it gives you a whole different perspective to this style i guess because almost every porter or stout you get is a is somehow coffee yeah yeah even if it's just like some of the malt sometimes will add like a coffee character to it so like it's tough to know even sometimes it's like if it's actually coffee added or if it's just like a grain thing but i'm not getting like any of that in this right exactly no, no, no. it's totally this lacking is, that in yeah, a good this way. is a straight porter right here it's perfect i like it something we've been talking about a lot like in the past couple of weeks when we've been recording these episodes it's like balance and this to me tastes like a a very balanced beer. Oh yeah, it's enjoyable from start to finish. Like. Yeah, there's like a lot of cohesion, so it's just done well. It's it's nice to have something like taking a you know what I would call a simplistic style, especially in today's beer market, like a Baltic Porter, and just like hitting it head on. That's refreshing. What's the difference between a Porter and a Baltic Porter? I don't know if it's ABV because this. What is the ABV on this? 8.7. Yeah, I think they're usually like around that like 8 okay. That's high. That's mark. high, for, That's porter, high yeah. for a porter. And I think it's like region, maybe. I don't know. There's so there's, there's it's a like, lot of weird rules it's that like we've a, been discovering. The beer world is very like perverted now or just like you can make anything and call it anything. There's yeah. no rules. It's like freaking Mad Max now and uh, you know just you can make a stout and call it a porter and you can even like same with like pale ale and IPA, you know, like Sierra Nevada pale ale to me, that's like a IPA almost, you know, like, I agree. you know, like, uh, it's just, I don't even know anymore. It's just, <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of like blurred lines now, you know, totally. 
it's it's interesting because I, in one sense, I'm all for breaking the mold, but uh, not in this case. Always, I don't know. I I, I feel like and, you know, it's like we always say, you know, when did things go too far and, and how did it go too far? But uh, it's interesting how you have a lot of people breaking the mold, but then if everybody's breaking the mold, but other people like will attack other people for breaking the mold. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like you're double standard yeah, yeah a lot of double standards going on I, I feel like we talk about that though but like for like the smaller brewery who's just trying to like keep their their market share and like make a profit I, I, I understand why someone would want to take something like this that's actually delicious but because it doesn't have the sex appeal in the tap room of like I'll take the Baltic Porter you that's know what I'm true. saying yeah. like the New England IPA with peach puree you know triple dry hopped on like you know Mutweka, like that's that's the sexy thing to go into taproom and get, you know, like who's gonna go in and be like, I'll take the Baltic Porter, you know, like it's, you almost have to whisper it, you know, it's, like here, c- come here, I'll take the Baltic Porter, yeah. <laughs> make sure nobody else hears, yeah, because everyone else will be like, you're not drinking an IPA, bud, yeah, <laughs> I think that also depends where you're going though, that's fair, um, because a place like Bissell, I, and maybe it's just us. But I know if we went up to Bissell, it would be like, yeah, we definitely want to get this. This sounds this sounds awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think some breweries kind of get away with it when you have a certain... Re- it, sh- it shouldn't be this way because there could be a no-name brewery that has a great Baltic Porter that they might have on tap all the time, but nobody will pay the attention that it deserves because it's a Baltic Porter. But, oh, if Bissell does it, and yes, it is, it's delicious. So, you know, and Bissell's a great brewery, so. But that. even so, like, I could see this not necessarily, like, selling out in a day or right. even a while. Like, it could be in the tap room for a while. And they didn't make much either. I think they only, they said they only made, like, 500 bottles or something like that. Wow. So it's like. And that, that kind of proves super what we're rare, about, right? Yeah, it's like. Like, they're only willing to do this much of it. Right. Also, there's that give and take of if there's a low supply, the demand for is just through the roof. Like, this is the mm. kind of thing, if there 100%. were 5,000 bottles. Nobody would want it because it's yeah. just like no, it's a accessible great point. now. Yeah. <laughs> what is it though? Is it the is it they they're like purposely brewing this Baltic Porter and making it super limited so it will sell out, or like, you know, which which one is impacting which? Like, would right. they or or would they make five thousand of it just because they really like it? You know, that's the question. Yeah, I think I think like clearly someone there was like, hey, let's let's fucking make a Baltic Porter. Right. Yeah, that's you know? true. Or else they wouldn't have done it. Dude. And also, this will like. This, if people like this porter, then like they have the room to like, all right, let's do this again. Let's do another short run, call it this, and people are gonna like start trying to get it. You know, it's like yeah. I, I like their I like their stouts. I remember when I first had Umbra, that was a oh, good yeah. beer. You know, the the oatmeal stout that they make, great beer. And then I was fortunate enough to try the barrel aged version, which was also good. Yeah. So, like, imagine this barrel-aged, because this has a lot more, like, robust and character profile than the Umbra, which was more of, like, just, like, kind of a simplified single adjunct stout. They have um, have a wider variety of of beer than I feel like they get credit for. Oh, yeah, Just because, uh, you know, Swish, of course, it's the New England IPA, and it's a very good one. So that's what's, or at least from what I've seen, is so highly sought after. But uh, really, they often have a great variety, which... I mean, that's what I look for when I go to a brewery. Yeah, that's Try what I look for stuff. now. Try, yeah, but, like, exactly. think about how far we've come. <laughs> that's true. You know, from being, like, super hype boys to, like, only seeking out those, like, IPAs to come in to this point where, like, when you brought 
out the bottle, the Baltic Porter, I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it like excited <clears throat> me. Like thinking about the lineup of beers we have today, um, which were basically all recommendations from Jeremy for the most part, I'm so excited about because they're all dope. <laughs> Giving Jeremy some credit. Hell yeah, brother. I had no idea you, <laughs> you snuck it on me, man. Hey, Jeremy, what are some uh, beers you, you, you think are good? <laughs> yeah, it's not, not subtle at all. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, he's going to get these. <laughs> well, my favorite beers are. <laughs> yeah, that was Jeremy's motivation. He should have been like, oh, I want this tool sour that you can only get at the brewery. <laughs> I love Cantillon and that's it, you know. (laughs) But I only like this vintage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. I I have a question about porters. Do uh, do porters typically use lager yeast? Because that's what a Baltic porter. Yeah, that that. So that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's uh. There was writing on the bottle that I probably could have read. We I did. I brought up the, the Instagram post just to be like, all right, what the hell? What am, what, am I, what am I drinking? A Baltic Porter is the lager world's version of an imperial stout. Our take on this classic style was fermented with our house lager yeast before spending nearly three months cold conditioning. A full-bodied lager with a smooth mouthfeel and aromas of toffee, dried fruit, and toasted marshmallow. Um, none of which any of us said. Uh, which so is okay. Did you look that up? Uh, did you just know that? No. Jeremy oh, didn't yeah, say something I, I knew that off the top. No, hell no. I looked it up on my phone. <laughs> okay, it's going to be like, I'm pretty impressed over here. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, you're you're I felt bad oh. bringing it up. You know, I didn't Here's want to be why the guy that. Here's why it was small batch. <laughs> in our pilot system, this beer was born oh, from the love of an often overlooked style. So oh, yeah. all of our questions and things we brought yeah, yeah. up as potential hypotheses for why this was made was answered on the on fucking the label. <laughs> I did it. This is why there's 500 bottles. This is why. This is what a Baltic Porter is. God damn it, guys. Thanks, Vessel. We needed content. I don't know. Thanks for giving us all the justification we've been looking for since we started drinking this delicious beer <laughs> and going back to Bissell not sometimes I cheat on you guys a little bit and I've been listening to uh, Noah Bissell's uh, podcast a little bit oh, so I'm how sorry. dare you I'm sorry that a guy I, who actually knows what he's talking about that's <laughs> crazy when I'm fiending to listen to your podcast after I've listened to your last uh, episode <laughs> I gotta I go over to the Bissell podcast and it's uh, to get the real shit <laughs> the, the, the real, uh, to get fact-based information <laughs> as opposed to conjecture. That's what I keep hearing, though. You know, Canning Run Pod and then the Bissell Podcast. It seems to be the feedback. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing right now. That's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> Different strokes, you know. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Is um, not to plug another podcast on a podcast, but like, I assume it's good if you go back. Yeah, yeah, but it just makes me miss you guys, you know. So, I don't, I don't feel like a ghost when I'm listening. To the, like, <laughs> like I was telling you guys, I, I feel like a ghost when I'm listening to your uh, podcast, and I just can't talk to you guys. And I just want to, I just want to say things that I just can't say it, you know. It's like you're there with us, and you're shouting like, "I have this to say," and we just keep moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck your take. <laughs> we were the worst friends in the world. <laughs> These guys ignore me all the time. They invite me over, but they make me stay in my car. <laughs> <laughs> This <laughs> is like a c- cups with string connected. <laughs> you don't even give me real audio equipment to hear what's going on. Jeremy, this, Jeremy, this is a one-way string. Okay? <laughs> Doesn't work like you thought. <laughs> Here's your mic. It's just like a picture. <laughs> Speak loudly into this. <laughs> hey, God! <laughs> no, the, the truth is, I wish we could do this. Yeah, all I wish the we time. could do this every time. Hell yeah. 
But goddamn COVID. Yeah. Ruining everything good in the world. Ruined it all. Friendship, beer. Destroying my <laughs> mental health. <laughs> and <Yeah>. body. <laughs> all these Baltic porters are bringing me down. Everything to do with the Baltic porter. Everything to do with the COVID. I don't know. If we, we had a few more of these, it might be bringing us down. <laughs> 8.7%. Hey, maybe lager yeast is the uh, cure to uh, COVID. All right, I <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, guys. Lager yeast is the cure for seasonal depression. <laughs> Just kidding. Holy fuck. <laughs> Please see someone if you need help. So, yeah. It- Sorry, I was just gonna ask Jesse. How long have you have you worked at any other breweries before Cold Harbor? Or? No, yeah, this is the only one. Okay, that's a, coming up on a year. Nice, that's yep. awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. It's really nice to meet you today. Yeah, definitely. Did you do any home brewing before? Or? Zero. Awesome. So, <laughs> I did. Okay. I did some home drinking. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, uh, studying it up. That's my resume too. Yep. You guys are ever looking for someone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can work like I don't know. Yeah, I could. I could one be Sunday a, a year. I could be a professional taster, you know. <laughs> give you my thoughts. <laughs> they might be wrong. You pay me minimum wage or half under the table. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how I got hired. <laughs> you have to be a regular for at least two years before you. <laughs> Cold Harbor hires you. <laughs> Hey, it's good sound practice because yeah. they know you. They then know you what you're about. Three months of working for free. <laughs> <laughs> we'll decide if it goes further. <laughs> it, it does seem like everyone's eager to help out here, though. Uh, next beer? Yeah, next yeah. beer. All right, what are we drinking next? All right, next beer is the Punch Brook, which is a uh, stainless age farmhouse lager with raspberries. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Because it smells delicious. It's just, uh, I feel like Oxbow is one of those breweries that has such a distinct. Uh, yes, Oxbow Brewing Company. <laughs> um, this one excites me. It is Oxbow, right? It is Oxbow, yeah. yeah. yeah my apologies. I did um, not say that initially. Uh, but it, it, they, they have such a distinct nose and flavor, and it's just it, like. I don't know. It just like takes me back to sitting in their tap room, and I'm just like, this is nice. This is bringing up some, uh, like, hard sugary candy flavors for me like uh i'll let you kind of make your own decisions but i got a couple words i mean share because i i might I mean, agree i, I get like kind of like a necka wafer sweet tart kind of vibe a little bit yeah i think in a podcast we that in a past share you brought that up and uh because it was like <laughs> more of a like an old world style like tom was like i just i don't know if we can Say this oh, about yeah. this type of beer, but uh, I agree fully with this. Like specifically for me, I think I got a little bit more of like the bottom yeast than you guys because my glass looks a little bit more cloudy than yours. Yeah, but, I'd agree with um, that. Yeah, there's definitely like that type of uh, astringency. I I think. What are the fruits in this? The... Sorry. Raspberry. Okay, I, I I taste a little cherry too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm just wrong then. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I think sometimes that happens with. A really sour raspberry it, beer like this. It tastes like a, a cherry, like a tart cherry Jolly Rancher to me in a way. There's totally like a cherry flavor in this. It's a. Uh... I agree. Wow. Yeah. 
Almost more than the raspberry. Yeah. The I, tartness I, of the sour turns it into like a sour cherry. Maybe they're lying. It's funny, yeah. I just took like my first sip. That's like an ox, Oxbow thing. Like Oxbow is my favorite brewery. And whenever I have like my pour, I don't taste it for so I just smell it for so long. I just like, just don't even want to jump into it. I just want to just keep smelling it forever. <laughs> it's like, a, <laughs> it's good aroma. But yeah cherry flavor for certain i'm having a tough time getting uh notes on the nose just because my nose is a little cold like uh, i'm too cold to, to yeah i, I agree nose. nostrils pinch closed yeah, i might have to i might throw the mask on to just warm up my face yeah, in get, between get some warm i was um i really struggled with the first beer that we had to get anything on that nose too because of the exact thing that you're saying tom so i i agree i i think on this like that like fruit brightness uh brings out some of that kind of cherryness because mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily say this was raspberry too right uh, yeah if, if, if I didn't know that based on the uh, description I definitely would not have said raspberry I don't think anyway the wind's blowing the aroma away a little bit here yeah. Yeah, right before it really, hits my really nose gotta, <laughs> you really gotta cram your nose in there swipe it like a credit card shake it like a Polaroid picture yeah no, I, I mean, you can get, like, that sour, like, funky. And, and this is, like, very Oxbow. Like, yeah. this this flavor profile, like, meets, like, what I would think their farmhouses are just from having their beers. And it's so good. Absolutely. It's, like, main funk. Yeah. It really is. I. But different than Allagash. It is. It, it just... It, sipping this just makes me miss being able to go to Portland in a non-COVID time. Not that I went that often, but, you know, all the great beer up there is very enjoyable. And no, I feel like it's a different... It's a, it's a more, like, traditional beer culture, too, where, like... Well, yeah, it's not Massachusetts where we just shove New England IPAs down your throat most yeah. of the time, so... Yeah. It's funny, uh, last month we uh, took a little trip up to Maine, so instantly I'm like, all right, gotta go to Oxbow and grab some bottles but I like drive by the place you know I'm looking for parking and I drive by and I just see people everywhere outside and I just got so anxious I'm like I can't deal with that crowd right right now like having to walk through that and just like so I was just like I'm gonna go to a store and (laughs) grab some (laughs) bottles of some random stuff we we bought some Oxbow beers but uh we uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't go through the fight through the crowd to do that. The culture that fosters that, yeah. that traditional brewing style also fosters some, uh, you know, they don't take they don't take the same precautions we take here in New England, I guess. And to be fair to them, like their n- numbers back then were right, lower, right? You know, I, yeah. yeah so sure. they they might have a little bit more like lax rules than we have here in Massachusetts, which right. are, you know, have just gotten quite intense. Um, for us specifically here, so, uh, but I completely understand if I went to a place just looking to like score some like bottles or beers, um, I would definitely <laughs> be kind of like apprehensive about going in if I saw tons of people before like right before the entrance. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel you. It's tough just because it's not close. You know, it's still a. Uh, I don't know how long of a drive it is for you up to Portland, but it's not. You know, anywhere in Massachusetts, you know, unless you're North Shore, north of Boston, then it's kind of short. But, um, yeah, it, it's tough to drive up there and, and just kind of walk away. But, but I would have done, I mean, yeah, same thing. You know, if there's a big crowd, it, it's a, definitely a deterrent right now. 
pretty That's good. depressing. Let's talk about beer. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's depressing, but it's current. It is. It's you know? very and current. It's, and it's like... It's going to be... We've talked about it in the podcast about how it's affected us just particularly. Like, right now, we're literally sitting, like, six to eight feet apart from one another with individual microphones. Like, yeah. this is bizarre. At the same time... Outside. If it weren't for the pandemic, would we even have started this podcast? Uh, no. Like, we've Maybe talked not. about this for years. We've talked never, about this for years. And then, you know, after, like, you know, sitting on our asses for a couple months, yeah. we're like, hey, we can do this now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. I feel like it inspired us to want to, like, actually meet that yeah, uh, that goal because we had all this time on our hands and, like, now we have some, <laughs> you know... Uh, availability and like each of us like you know tom like for a while you couldn't do this podcast for very specific reasons so everything aligned at the right time for sure but i agree like man it feels weird and i'm reminded of that like doing something that we all love and brings us together in like a very almost unnatural way but it still feels good yeah Yeah, i was actually saying this to jeremy when we were inside earlier it's like when i come to cold harbor it feels like the most normal since the panda like since everything started yeah and i mean obviously everyone's everyone's taking precautions inside but just like being in being in the tap room seeing other people in there even just a little bit just to get a beer it's something it's something I it's guess. a taste of normalcy yeah exactly yeah. but at the same time like uh, jeremy i want to like validate your anxiety because i feel like all of us are kind of feeling that in random ways you know like it just hits you at random times um Everybody has their own, you know, exceptions and also in boundaries, you know? That's Yeah. Yeah. And that's healthy. That's a natural yeah, part absolutely. of life. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I just want to say this beer has a like a beautiful like pink amber hue almost. It's, it's very, almost orangey in a way. Yeah. I've, I've I've actually been meaning to say that. It's like a it reminds me of blood orange. Yeah, yeah dude, I was definitely. just about to say blood orange. I also want to just say that the reason I think that I like to smell beers like this for so long is once I start sipping it, I'm like almost done this, and I'm like <laughs> yeah. forcing myself to stop tasting it now. Like, and that's why I try to smell it for as long as I can because I know once I start drinking these, I can't stop. Game over. So yeah, this, yeah. this is like your like number one. Yeah, these like I especially raspberry, like a nice raspberry sour. Oh, this is just something so refreshing, and it's it's definitely a, a fruit that was made to be infused oh, yeah. into a fermented beverage it's beautiful as, as, great. as this has gotten warmer or as my like palates like been more introduced to it I'm, I get a lot more raspberry now than over cherry definitely yeah it's like you get the raspberry like on like the tip oh, yeah. of your tongue first flavor and then as it gets to the back of your tongue you get a lot of that like uh, tart cherry yeah. type of character mm. you know it, 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 it like evolves into like a deeper flavor almost yeah yeah it like settles into your tongue you just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great point i, I do i do that's like i mean describe it I, I know you said you don't like diving right into it because you know it's gone faster but i like having small pores of stuff like this yeah absolutely just, just for the the sake of saving your esophagus yeah, yeah i couldn't agree more like this type of stuff for me is like what ultimately like made me have some like pretty big problems i think that's the same same here man i get but i love it yeah and like now that i've like done some healing like now i really love it because it doesn't give me that initial like 
Like there was a point where like if I put this into my mouth, the second it reached my throat, it would be like this like visceral reaction of me just like fighting to come back. Yeah, the like other like ooh, dry heaving almost. But like now, I'm just like enjoying it. Ugh, this is so yeah. great. Yeah, nice, nice find. And where did you find this? At uh, Julio's. Total wine. Total wine. Okay. Wow. Everyone's favorite. You know, <laughs> uh, neighborhood, packy. Yeah, it's like, do you like getting lost while trying to pick out one or two beers? Total wine. Have you ever seen the just the most ridiculous way to like put beers up? Total wine. Oh, I know that place. It's it's that fucking wall? stupid how they organize beer. That mix and match wall. I know. At least they're trying to make it like stop with with the similar styles now, but it is chaos. I would I would rather them do it either in a manner that Julio's does it, where it's almost like about region and then style, mm. or just do it by uh, the brewer and do it alphabetically. That would make a lot more I, sense. I, that would make it so much easier for me to, to know if they had something or didn't have something. And if you had, like, the same brewery with other things from that brewery. Yeah. But, like, you go there and that wall is just, like, it's just... Is this <laughs> the place in Shrewsbury? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's that long shelf, double-sided or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, like, once before and it was very hard it's to It's close read. to my yeah. house. And they have a decent variety because they ha- they hold so much of, like, the distribution market share that they like get a lot of stuff in there but the reason they hold it is like for bad reasons it's not it's not a good place you know like it's it's the amazon of liquor <laughs> yeah you know seriously so, the fact that i go there as much as i do eh, it's like walmart you know they probably will have the thing you're looking for and that's what sucks it's like am i going to waste my time or am i going to support this at a reduced price point yeah uh, you know i hate that it comes down to that because it shouldn't like, if, if you're having problems paying for things, maybe don't drink fucking craft beer, Tony. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Or drink less. <laughs> wow. Hard to do right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real hard to do right now. Yeah. Any other thoughts about this delicious and wonderful beer? Uh, no, it's it, it's delicious and wonderful. That's, yeah. that's, that's all I got. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. You is, know, it's nice what, to... When, is there a date on the bottle? Uh, yeah, Oxbow. Usually, they usually have like their production time and everything on there. Production time: ten months. Keep cool and dark. Enjoy within three years. Wow. All right. Uh, Some nice tips. Yeah. I can't necessarily find like that's, a date. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure if they said ten months was the production time, it probably came out like a year ago. Or I mean, it was probably started like a year ago, and they probably just put it out. Yeah. What's what's next on the agenda on the uh, the list? In, next, uh, uh, next beer. Next beer is Lupolo 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 by uh, Oxbow Brewing Company. This is a dry hopped pilsner. Um, production time six weeks. Keep cold and enjoy within one year. This is the kind of beer that I, I and I know totally different because dry hop pilsner versus sour but like i smell this and like i don't want to stop smelling it it yeah, smells yeah. amazing oh my god i don't i don't know it's just got that oxbow scent to it still even though it's not a sour that smell of perfection <laughs> <laughs> it's um the perfect brewery doesn't exist it's just oxbow <laughs> it's a uh, eagle and the o it kind of like owl. it smells so uh much like it, it kind of smells like brewing 
just in general. Like, you know, when yep. you just like, and to me, the smell of wart kind of smells like a weird tomato-y kind of thing. Do you, does that, okay. you know what I mean? So, uh, like, in not that this tastes like that. I mean, this in the best way possible, but like, it's got that the smell I get on the nose just smells like the brewing process. It's funny because like we coined that this smell of this as beery is our character. <laughs> Wait, really? It's got that beery character, you know, like, you yeah. know, because you like think of it that way because of just like, you know, growing up around like loggers or whatever. It's got that almost like that very loggery. Yeah, it's like smell. it's very specific and it's specific to the fact that it's beer. Yeah. That's it's a great a- note, to be honest. <laughs> like this, this tastes and smells beery. Yeah, it's very beery. It's yeah. eerie how beery. <laughs> <laughs> it's eerie how beery this is in theory. <laughs> it's crazy how that's that's changed though, and I know something you sent earlier this week, Tony, was you know just basically beer and then like adjuncts, fruit, all this bullshit pouring in it, and it's just people that don't like beer putting stuff in beer to uh, make it taste not like beer. Yeah, so, I, like, I, I feel like for whatever reason since you know craft brewery is really the the craft brewery explosion where like hype beer came into a thing like people tried to make beer taste just as sweet as possible or as like something else yeah and they got away from the fact that like beer should taste like beer so i just want to read to you what it says on this can because it goes towards what we're kind of talking about which is why this is such like a delicious um crushable clean beer uh lapolo is an unfiltered pills brewed with european malts and noble hops named after the Italian word for hop. This Italian-style pills is an homage to the hop-forward pale lagers produced in Italy. And that is why it tastes a bit different than some other lagers you might encounter, or, or pilsners you might encounter, which is a lager. And it's but. cool. I, I, I guess the reason that they coined it uh, Italian pilsner is uh, while they were out there on vacation and stuff in Italy trying out all these pilsners that these small breweries are making out there they have like really like keller style pilsners where it's not as like crystal clear or whatever i i I don't know exactly what the but uh there's a lot of really small breweries out there i guess making pilsners and that's what they kind of based it off of is uh it's like their take on that I'm very paraphr- I'm paraphrasing no, this completely but I, but I think you did a good job of like explaining how this came to be because I had no idea that in Italy at those you know some of those small brewers were making beers like this because this has a different flavor and whether that you know that you know haziness comes from that dry hop and knowing that it's noble hops means that it's not some of those kind of really upfront and in your face hops that are used a lot for dry hopping these days but I get like you know with a, a lot of European beers, in fact, like a much more like herbal type style notes from Definitely. some of those from some of those hops, and I'm getting that a little bit here, but like in a really good way, refreshing. Yeah, oh, this is delicious. I just got back from a, a hot piss, and this is the most <laughs> delicious beer ever. <laughs> like, just super simple. What what's the hop in it? Does it say? Uh, it just says noble hops, and uh, as we learned from Jeremy. Um, today, when recording one of our other episodes, um, just about the brewing process, you said noble hops were like granddaddy hops. Yeah, granddaddy hops, like yep. Centennial, uh, so it's Cascade, like, uh, Chinook, uh, like Hollertau, Hollertau, Saz, Spalt, Tetnanger. Okay. 
So none of the ones that I said. <laughs> yeah, but, those, but those were like the firstborn. Those are like the the baby boomers uh, uh, okay. hops, or they're like the uh, whatever generation would be the first. Like Cascade is like a very like direct form of like Hallertau, I think. But that's I'm an not, American. Uh, that's an American. Yeah, yeah I'm not a hundred percent sure. Whereas the Hallertau's from Europe. Yep. Yeah. Right? They're, so the noble hops of Europe, which means that they are like native to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, the most part. Yep. Okay, now it all makes sense. I mean, there, I, there's definitely, like, wild hops that grow, like, around here, like, you know, but I don't know, like, what form that is, like, which, again, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't know thing, anything. Like, how, how would you, I mean, you, you, you could spend a huge portion of your life, like, learning about, like, the specifics the of specific regions too. for hops, you know, like, you just know how they go into beer, and that's more important. <laughs> Then like coming important. on here and being like, I'm a hop expert. Yeah, I mean, I mean, are hops used in anything other than beer? Like, other than like other beverages that people are making now? I've se- I've been seeing all these drinks online where it's like, it's like hop, it's like a, a carbonated hop tea essentially, where they're like, oh, you get the hop buzz, but with no alcohol. It's like hot I, buzz. I, hmm. Like yeah, you know, like like a like a botanical like thing, like a herbal thing. Like okay, a, like got you. Whatever. Yeah, hop and I mean, seltzer. I do believe there's some truth to that. Hop seltzer. I, I feel oh, like we've had like dry hop kombucha. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dry hop. People kombuchas. are doing dry hop seltzers. Oh yeah. really? It's not like that's not a thing. Anything that you think is stupid. Yeah, I know. Some people are doing, doing because it. they're trying to like. <laughs> everyone's trying to up the ante on each other so that they can be the one to like say they came up with this. Yeah, like you know a vase for taking a picture of your beer. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, beer vaseware. You know, like that's the thing. Someone was like, "I'm going to call this vaseware. I'm going to patent it, and it's going to come from me." You know, <laughs> a brewery out there is like, "Hey, people like drinking seltzers with alcohol in it. Yeah, let's dry hop that shit." You know what I'm saying? So it's just. I, I think it's called I, it's one excess. of them is literally called like hop water or something like that well we should try it and drink it I was I was thinking about getting some that's just, not a just, bad idea Jim. yeah wait what'd you say it was called hop, hop water hop water I'm Great. pretty sure I'll look it up for, see like, now how do we take water and market it towards the beer nerds we hop it unbelievable million dollar idea yeah or at least a, you know a $25 that's be dollar expensive. idea expensive I imagine. I think it is. I think it's like a hundred dollars for like a like a thirty rack. Watch, <laughs> watch it take off, and we go in, and it's like Aquafina. <laughs> it's called like Aqua Hops. <laughs> yeah. See. All right. Aquafina. There's a couple hop, of pop no. up. Yes, Aquafina. Aquafina. A couple hop up. Uh, or yeah, pop up. Buzz without booze. Hop water. A healthy alternative to beer. A calorie-free, hop-filled, sparkling water <laughs> brewed with adaptogens and nu- nootropics. The healthy alternative to beer that takes you from stress to decompress. No sugar, no stress, no gluten, no fun. Wait. Just, I added the no fun. No alcohol? No alcohol. Actually, so I actually respect this a little more now. I do too. I because mean, now, that's now it just seems like a, it, it's almost like a CBD seltzer kind of thing because like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and like, I don't, I don't know what medicinal qualities right. there are to hops. I, I know there are some. Well, it says nootropic, so that that means it's, it's good for your. It makes your brain work better. It's good for yeah. Uh, insomnia. Yeah. Yeah. Hops are. Yeah, hops because they're sedative. Uh, oh. So, so I no longer sleep. hate that. Okay. Until I don't hate that idea. It's become stupid, which it inevitably. Yeah. Is. Well, until someone tells me that everything that they're claiming is bullshit, then I'll hate the idea. I'm yeah. I'm all for people offering products to people that help them 
enjoy life and remove negativity from their life. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who love craft beer, who love like hopped whatever. And and maybe that's for them. I mean, I just don't see it being a sustainable business model. Like you have to no. you have to sell a lot of that shit to be able to survive. Yeah. And I think anyone who sees hop waters either gonna laugh or be like, oh, I'd rather get beer, you know, a beer, and also get the effects of the alcohol, which is fun. Yeah, which is enjoyable. And and like I said, that was just one that came up. There's a lot of companies doing that. There's a H two O P S sparkling hop water. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> um, H2O Ops, which literally, uh, that H2OPS and uh, an H2OPS are going to have a fight with each other because they have the exact same fucking name. <laughs> Would it be the same place? I don't think so. Okay. Lagunitas makes a hoppy refresher. So, I mean, this is, this is coming. I think this might be the next trend. Like sparkling, oh, so- man, these trends suck. It's funny. I think Lagunitas also made like, uh, like hop vape cartridges for like vape pens. <laughs> that are- <laughs> See, that is taking it way too far. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that should be going into your lungs. <laughs> it's one thing if it's broken down in your gut. Hey, hops are the same family as cannabis, man. It's the the bind form, you know. Hell yeah. Try it okay. out. <laughs> there, there are some beers that I'm like, there has to be weed in this. There is no way I would feel the way I'm feeling unless someone pumped this full of THC. And- oh, not even so. Not even, uh, not even just flavor, but just actual feeling. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, more feeling. I mean, there are some really dank IPAs that will taste like, like weed. Right, of course. But I, I, it's almost few and far between. Like I feel like that was a trend for a while, and then people are like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there was a period of time where people were putting, like, THC in their beers, you know? With, like, High Point, I think that's a brewery. They they do that type of stuff. Is that legal, though? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they could ship it across lines, but because, like, a law changed in New York, which is where the brewery's based out of, okay. they oh, could like, uh, do Six it. Point. Six Point, yeah, thank yeah, you, they, not they, High Point. Six they, Point. They came up with that, like, lab series that they started to re- yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, now that get some of the names there. They like clever, like uh, yeah. They love that shit. I'd be interested. I'd be did. interested in trying that for sure. Yeah, like, we'll we'll have to take a trip. Yeah, we'll have to bring Jay down to New York. Be quite the ride. Yeah, <laughs> take him to Six Point. Maybe uh, hit up the Moray show on our way there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before we go over the border to New York, we'll stop in Connecticut, in Stamford, Connecticut, <laughs> and say hi to Mr. Maury Povich. Yeah. Is he still alive? <laughs> Are you my dad? <laughs> Let's do a paternity test. Man, I'm struggling not to just drink this whole... Like, I, I already finished this. I, I finished I, it, you too. You just did, too. Yeah. I, I'm this, struggling to not... Uh, just it's like so wow. good. I'm not shaking from the cold. It's <laughs> to not sip this last... Uh, <laughs> Dude, this guy is struggling to, like, out. not consume his dry hop pills. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, this is one of the few beers on this podcast that I could easily drink that whole bottle. Easily. Yeah. Actually, most of the beers... Oh, can. Excuse me. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? I'm an idiot. This guy wasn't here for the pouring, okay, it's folks? No secret. The Bottling Run podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was exquisite. Are you, are you still doing part of, like, helping with the canning here, or? Um, usually Derek will run that day, because Mondays is when we usually uh, work with Ironheart, Ironheart to package up. 
and Monday is a very tough day for me to get down here right now. So yeah, with this whole new COVID thing with the kids and school and yeah. damn kids in their school. You know? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they're online. Who needs school. it? <laughs> <laughs> I never went to school one day. Book learning every day. No one any good. <laughs> that feels great. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't help him at all. Ah, that bastard. Well, the only reason I mentioned that is because on the podcast before, I, I talked about that one time I was here to do that with you guys and how I'd, like, I'd never been more sore the next day. Like, in my whole life, I oh, was, yeah. like, crippled from that experience. Like, robotic movement of just, yeah. like, constant back and forth, the same motions. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I... Every other week or whenever we were canning, I used to just have these like, like tendon, like, like pains in my like wrists, and yeah. I always be like, why, why does this hurt so bad? I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> we canned yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was stacking uh, flats of cans on the pallet. And oh man, it's hard work. So when the canning runs tough. Yeah. <laughs> Turn um, to the canning uh, room pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, next we, beer. Yeah. Next beer. Definitely. Uh, Maybach or Rainbow Sherbert Sour? Let's do that Maybach, man. That's a good, that's a Keller series too, which is perfect because this is like a Keller Pilsner, so. Dude, I, I love these beers. So I get, I also, one thing I was just thinking of is on this. This beer. And this ass. Oh, sorry. Next beer is the Keller Series Maybach by Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers. We have had a few of these Keller Series beers on the podcast, and we have loved them. So, Is this shit I ever wrote? Yeah. What Maybach we, music. It'll be playing behind us right now. What have we had other than the fest? Is it just this and the fest beer that we've had? Listen to my Maybach music. What? Uh, <laughs> is it just this and the Fespi? Or if ha- what else have we had from them in the Keller uh, maybe series? Maybe I've had more of the Keller series okay. than you guys. The Marzen is really good, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. We had the Fest beer a few weeks ago. Cool. Uh, so. I like the idea of the Keller series. I think it's a good, especially this time of year. It's fall, you know, the whole October Fest. Yeah, it's definitely um, an October I mean, obvious. I mean, I don't have to say that, but it tastes like if you if you just tasted this, you would kind of get the vibe of yeah. it being something to kind of warm you up a little bit, like a darker, high high higher ABV lager. This is right up the alley of a Martzen, of a Fest beer, similar flavor profiles for sure. Oh, it's beautiful. It's got that like almost like that Munich candy flavor. That oh, so delicious. It's like lollipop. Yeah. You know, like, it's like the word that comes to my head for some reason is like... No, I can see that. Like some kind of like hard candy type of... Uh, There's like cons- some confectioner aspect in there yeah. for sure. Yeah. It tastes like ribbon candy. Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah. that's, that's a good tasting note for sure. That's a wicked good tasting note. It's not cutting my sense. mouth apart though, so... <laughs> <laughs> the one benefit, drink the beer, guys. Uh, stay away from the candy. <laughs> or wear a m- mouth protection. So what's cool about this though is... This stuff like excites me, uh, just because Mike, like the head brewer over at uh, Jack's Abbey, over the years, we've become pretty good friends, and he comes in all the time, and you know, uh, we'll talk shop a little. He'll try some of the new stuff out. He'll bring in a few, like he brought in the Mars in from this series, and uh, there's been a few other ones, and 
you know, they'll bring in a, a Kolsch or whatever sometimes and I uh, really, really love his his uh, tradition, the, whenever they make traditional did, styles over there, it's perfect. Does, does he have a lot to do with the Springdale side of things or is, uh, is he kind of hands off in that regard? I uh, I don't know the like specifics how it works. I think it's all. I, yeah, I, if you don't know, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know like how it's. Uh, I just, I just but he like how. For Jacks. I just like how Jack. He does, does like, like both sides, but, but uh, I just not hundred percent sure how it's right handled. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm a big fan of the traditional side of Jacks. Oh then, my god! Yeah, they're, mean, tr- they're traditional lagers are unbelievable yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's all i drink nowadays like their their beer b-i-e-r mm-hmm. is like i have it in my fridge at all times um it's just so good yeah and like this reminds me a lot of that and obviously these are similar styles um all with just different i would assume like grain bills malt bills etc um because all of them as we've talked about in the fall episode um which is coming out at some point friends um all these things were very like very traditionally done and there were like very specific laws on how these beers needed to be brewed um which is kind of cool yeah you know like there's like such intense regulation in germany yeah they Um, they stayed pretty true to it too like they do a lot of like uh spunding so they're not even adding like co2 as an ingredient it's just like naturally forming co2 wow is what carbonates their beer so like it's amazing that's i love it it's amazing (laughs) <laughs> I mean, just the fact that they're doing traditional styles in a traditional way, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Especially in today's day and age. Is there any difference between the carbonation of something that's, na- like, from natural carbonation or, like, a, is it a heavier carbonation or yeah. lighter? I, I mean, honestly, like, natural carbonation has, like, that nice, like, tiny bubble carbonation. You know, sometimes you yeah. see those big, like, fisheye bubbles yep. on... It won't do that as much. It will... It it looks pretty. It feels so, better. It there is some truth to that because we've always t- I've always like wondered when we're like looking at the bubbles. But I mean, when you drink enough beer, you do notice some beers, the lacing on the glass is a lot different. And the, I mean, it is it's good to know that that's a legitimate thing. It's oh, not absolutely. just some like yeah asshole thing where you're like oh the bubbles are as well the bubbles are gorgeous a, on this and they're just like as you said so tiny yeah. You know, and, and for a long time, I was like, that's what I was telling people that like that sort of like regular like bubble buildup was good. It means there was balance. But then recently I, I like was watching this video of, of like a, a, a Cicerone explaining like a beer. And they were talking about how like in bread you have that variability in, in bubble size. So that's positive. But I wasn't sure which one to believe. But hearing what you're saying and talking about the natural processes of brewing this beer, I, I tend to trust you more than some like. Nerd. Do you guys have any beers that are that are uh, naturally carbonated, or? Uh, it, it depends because most of our stuff is dry hopped, and we don't have a like special like dry hopping tank or anything. It kind of gets difficult because the process of dry hopping it's like during fermentation and stuff. So, in order for me to do that. I would have to close it up way too early and then it would sit on the hops too long without crashing it and stuff. So uh, if I'm making like a the Kolsch or something that doesn't have a dry hop, 
I'll try to close it and get as much natural carbonation as possible, but there's nothing we're doing that has complete natural carbonation other than like casks. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> we do casks, yeah. you know? <laughs> that's it. No, that's one thing you guys do. Well, we love do. the casks. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Like I, any, I, I feel like when you go to a tap room, that ha- there's something like that that has to be there to make it act, like even more worth your while. Like, not only do you get the interaction with the people in the tap room, you get to try all the beers on the board, all that stuff. But it's like, I love when you offer something that is, it's just a one-off. And I mean, it, it, it taps into like the FOMO culture that we talk about a lot. But, but it I mean, also like, it, it, it gives even more weight to like having that tap room experience because yeah. like, yeah, it is one-off, but also you're like experiencing this like moment where like they're, they're tapping that, uh, that keg you know in in real time and you get to see that happen and being a part of that yeah. it just like makes the experience more real you know what i'm yeah, saying it's like, such a nice like organic yeah. like experience because like, yeah. you're there to witness that as opposed to just like having a beer poured for you you know what i'm saying like yeah. you're not watching it come out of that keg and, and and everything through the tap handle but when you have it in uh in in, in that experience what we're talking about it's just like i don't know it just feels like so much more genuine and like organic i try to look at things in a dark perspective sometimes of like if the world ends and everything collapses I could still make cask beer (laughs) easily like just as long as I have my bungs and keystones and I can make this happen you know like (laughs) don't don't need electricity or anything prepare for the end of the world (laughs) and save some for us (laughs) (laughs) just kidding by the way yeah no yeah, yeah, everything's okay, everything's okay everyone. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing has changed. We're doing good things. I read a lot of sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love this beer, by the way. Yeah, I drink yeah. it too quick. It's no, gone. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I, I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I like this more than the Marsins we had. Yeah, uh, I do for too. For our, uh, our Oktoberfest fall episode. It's, uh, I, I do think I like the uh, the um, Fesbeer a little more from this Keller yeah. series, but... I think uh, what you like is, like, more of, like, a less body. I feel like the Marzen has a bigger body than the Maybach, and uh, the Fesbeer has an even smaller body than Yeah, the I think it's... And, and it's the... For me, I think it's the, the dryness a lot of times. Like, I feel like the with the lesser body, it's a little drier, which I prefer... Um. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the flavor for sure, but it's uh I don't know it's I, I always think of like a sweet corn for some reason I think I had mentioned that before but yeah you did um yeah I can I, see I, I get the from. same thing for, with this which which is which is nice but like that like that but, like type of sweetness I think lends itself to like what Jeremy was talking about with like that sort of like confectioner like exactly. sugar candy. Um, right. Like, that's really the flavor that you're getting. It's, like, kind of raw sugar almost in a way. It's interesting. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're here to share that note because, like, I typically don't enjoy beers like that. But when someone kind of puts something in your head, gives you something to latch on to that's nice. Yeah. It makes it easier to like a beer that you wouldn't otherwise just get on your own. I get it. Like, I, that, that's why it's nice to drink with other people because it's, like... Everyone can give each other different things to, to try to latch on to. Your mind can really influence yeah, your, sure. your experience. Yeah, so. that shared experience like helps you 
build your own experience. If you just have it, you have the one thought and maybe you just kind of move on from it. But like, because we're all here sharing and having a conversation, it just like lends itself to enjoy it more. Yeah, I agree. Right. It's funny, this glass is empty, but I still keep like smelling it. Because it has <laughs> I that, love like, how much you smell. It's like, it's Ooh. everything, man. You know, you got like your like five taste receptors, but then like 3,000 like smell receptors, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, this has a very a lot like, happens intense in the notes. smell. It has another like it has another beer smell for me. It's yeah. like that's it has the It smells beery. That tomatoey same kind of thing I was talking about with the with the uh, dry hop pilsner. S- speaking of uh, the like nose receptors and stuff, how do you feel about breweries that on the can say drink fresh from the can? Like I think uh, I don't agree with you. Yeah, you, okay. you can't smell anything. You know, it's like it disconnects you from like I mean it depends. Maybe they're like it's like, are goal. you trying to hide something? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's, how do, doesn't the alchemist put that on? Yeah, their they can? put that on. Like, I remember reading that. Yeah. Like, because I remember like the first time I ever got a heady topper. It was when I was working at a unnamed place before yeah. Cold Harbor, and uh, my my buddy that I worked with there, who's now uh, at Lord Hobo, uh, Eric, he he. Like helped a neighbor move or something, or helped like him move something, and he left a like four pack of Hetty Topper on his like his like by his doorway, and he brought one in and gave it to me. And this is the first time I ever met Evan. He <laughs> came in. He came in for training that day, and I was like, "Hey, I'm Jeremy, and I'm holding the can of Hetty Topper." He's like, "Dude." You have a heady topper, and he was like, "That's so awesome!" <laughs> so, but, so, anyways, back to so I bring it home and I write, read that like drink out of can, and I was just like, "No way!" Like I had to like pour that out. Like you, yeah, have, you have to smell it. Like, I agree. You have to get the it's aromatics. Like an int- integral part of like the experience. It's like seventy-five percent of the beer. You know, I like, heard yeah, the reason right. why that happens because I did a little research since we did our initial IPA episode, which is our first episode of Canning Red Pod. Um, I read that the reason he did that was because at the time no one was doing hazy IPAs. So he didn't want, want people you to, to drink it, it out of the can because he didn't want people to see that it was <laughs> oh, hazy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah because yeah, it was like it was a unfiltered. big no-no. Yeah, like, yeah, it was like a big, huge problem. It's like, oh, that's an unfinished beer. Like, <laughs> So he wanted people to not judge it before okay. and just drink it. But I agree. Like, I'd that's much rather see a hazy beer even back then. And this is me in hindsight uh, talking about a hypothetical. But I'd much rather like see it and smell it and then taste it, then just drink it out of a can. Didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't Treehouse put that on their cans for a while, too? I thought it's a drink fresh, drink from the can. Or maybe that's, maybe it's just... It might just be drink fresh, keep cold, maybe? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, no, they definitely want you to drink their beers fresh, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, those live hops, that non-pasteurized product yeah. lends itself. But hey, I mean... It, to it's, early consumption. It's funny that if, if, he, if that was like the original intention of he just didn't want people to see the haziness of the beer I'm surprised that it's still on the can but I, I'm I'm almost positive it's still on the can I heard that from my brother-in-law John so I actually well, didn't it, read it but he told me that and it seemed really legit so I want to give him a shout out in the pod it makes a lot of uh, nice well it makes a lot of sense though like thanks John if you're listening that first episode we're brothers we, now <laughs> <laughs> the first episode that we did about the New England IPA were I, you can definitely sense from that article that John Kimmich or Kimmich, whatever it is, he definitely did not think that people would respond positively to it. His wife had to basically push him and be like, we need to start like making this beer and like, like sort of making this our flagship. Yeah. So, I mean, she knew what the fuck she was talking about. Yeah. She was smart. Yeah. Woman in brewing, like Whiff said. Yeah. Yeah. Give it back to him. 
Give him back the art. Right. Yeah, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I've been, think, I've been thinking about position. going under, uh, you know, and changing sexuality. So. <laughs> <laughs> path and me perspective. Uh, next beer? Yeah, next beer. It would definitely increase that percentage by a little bit of women brewers. <laughs> I've been farting a lot today. Yeah.